0: Welcome to the Seasoned Amateurs podcast. This is Josh. I'm here with Chris. Um, we're kind of, I guess, running the skeleton crew, AKA the guys who skipped a whole bunch of weeks earlier this year and now are filling in for Dylan. Earlier and Ty. this
1: year, it's <laughs> like the last five. <laughs> hey,
0: you know, what matters is we're here today. So, uh, Chris and I are going to hold the port down. We are going to. Um, we're really going to be focusing on the AFC West. We've started doing our NFL off-season needs, off-season preview, looking at what teams might need in free agency and or the draft. So we're going to focus mainly on the AFC West. You know, there are some things going on in sports right now. Obviously, spring training started, so, you know, all seven people watching that probably care, (laughs) but – um. We may talk about spring training at some point in time. Possibly the new rules, the, the pizza box bases yeah. that they're using. I don't accelerated,
1: know. Accelerated pitch clock.
0: Honestly, that part is kind of interesting. Um, I like it. Yeah, it might. Like, I love baseball. Baseball was what I played. It was what um, I loved while I played. Now that I've stopped playing, I, now that I've been stopped playing for about 10 years, I guess, <laughs> Um, I struggle to watch it hockey as you guys know hockey's my main sport football yes basketball sure but baseball if i'm not in person it's hard to watch and i'm hoping this pitch you know the the pitch count or the the counter on both the pitcher and the batter hopefully this just speeds it up a little bit
1: um one yeah. one quick thing you know you know what i love about baseball you see the who are the pirates playing and they got to the bottom. It was the Pirates versus someone, but the Pirates had a big lead and it went to the bottom of the ninth. So technically the game was over. So the umpires left, but both clubs stayed just to play the game. And that's the definition, like for the love of the game. And I just, that's one thing about baseball that you won't get in any other sport. And I just, I, I admire that. Just, that's fair. Let's just, let's I mean, just play ball.
0: Honestly, I saw that replay. And the one thing I will say is it reminds me of like guys playing hockey out on ponds. You know, mm-hmm. it, I love the catcher just calling strikes and balls like we would have when we were growing up and just you got it to a awesome. field that wasn't locked up or something and you went out there and you just played. Like, I love that. Um, that honestly, I'd be more willing to watch a self-umpired game. That'd be so fun. I don't know what has happened with officials, but MLB, they've been terrible. The NHL this year has been terrible. The NFL was bad. Yeah. yeah. We just Basketball? Need, need,
1: I mean, there's been some huge misses in basketball too.
0: Yep. Yeah. Um. Lakers would have one more win if
1: it would have a couple more wins. It wasn't just that one. I mean, it, it's the been the Celtics bad. one
0: might have been the most egregious, but oh, yeah, hundred um, percent. But anyway, we're not going to talk much about spring training. <laughs> you know, we already talked a good bit more than I planned. Um. But that the the pitch count or the pitch clock was a big one that. I hadn't thought to mention so thank you Chris that's that's something to keep monitoring and watching and I'm sure we'll have a discussion Dylan's huge on all of that so um, when he's back we'll probably do that but another thing is you know obviously today we record on Wednesday night so you know you might listen to this tomorrow on Thursday but today everything came out with Jalen Carter and the warrants being issued obviously this has a huge influence on you know we look at it as the huge influence of sports it has a huge influence on the draft it has a huge influence on all of that but most of all it has a huge influence on this young man's life and we're not really going to get into this this week we're not going to speculate too much about it um you know we think of the the family that that lost their loved ones in this car accident but then also this young man who you know we don't know for sure this country has generally innocent until proven guilty and we don't know what's going to arise of this and so we're we're going to hold off a little bit on discussing that for this week maybe see what details are out whether we discuss that next week or when obviously we'll have to some before the draft but I know Chris and I would just be a little more comfortable waiting and not not speaking too early or too soon um I know that's something that often is not practiced in this country but um might be better to just wait a little bit, make sure the information is out there, and then yeah. and then be willing to have those discussions.
1: The, the only few pieces of information that were shared as fact is that originally he said that he was a mile away from the accident, and then he said, okay, maybe I was around, and now it's, okay, maybe he was involved, but as far as we know, that's really all there is to it, and him being in it is nothing more than hearsay Um, but he definitely was closer than the one mile that he originally said
0: yep yeah and you know obviously there can be some things of. yeah i mean you know you're a young black man you know your relationship with the police might not be the best oh 100 um, and i mean goodness i i feel like i as a young i still count myself as young is not on here, so obviously, I don't feel quite as young. but um, you know, I like young white male, you know, police officers intimidate me. and so whether you know was the was the the lying because we don't know why. and we don't so, know
1: yeah. and yet no and and you and you got and you do have to think about that because that's a real thing. And I mean, there's a lot that goes into it. He has a draft coming up. People are trying to protect it. I mean, there's a lot that goes into it. It doesn't excuse if he did something bad, it doesn't excuse it, but it allows you to have empathy. Obviously he wasn't trying to kill his teammate.
0: Yep. Yeah. And we don't even know what exactly his involvement was and there could have been other people who knew who he was and said, Hey, get out of here before anyone else comes, this is going to ruin your future. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So there's just so many unknowns at this point. So um, again, you know that happened. We need to recognize that this is going on, and this is a a huge deal in this young man's life and in the NFL draft, but we're not going to comment too much on it until um, till we get a little more details. Then there is also right now going on a lot of NHL trades. I've been eating it up, checking ESPN pretty frequently, um, a whole bunch of Trades, you know, my my NHL team, the Boston Bruins, we made a trade to get Dmitri Orloff and Garnett Hathaway, who can't stand Hathaway, but now all of a sudden I love him. So it's interesting how that works when he's on your team. But Dimitri Orloff had two assists in our game the other night that we won, um, that ended with the empty net goalie goal when Linus Omar, you know, shot that puck 200 feet down and got it in the net. Crazy, crazy stuff. First time since 2020 that happened. Only the 15th, I believe, time in NHL history that a goalie scores a goal. And then last night, the Bruins played awful, got outshot three to one against the Calgary Flames, but Dmitry Orloff had two goals and is proven his worth already. But um Patrick Kane, the big one is probably Patrick Kane, got traded from the Chicago Blackhawks to the yeah, New York Rangers, the Rangers who already acquired Vladimir Tarasenko a few weeks ago from the Blues. Um, the the Carolina Hurricanes have made some trades with getting Jesse poy from the Oilers and Shane Gostas there from the Coyotes today. I did see just earlier this evening Jacob Chikrin got traded to the Senators. So that's a, a pretty big move for the Senators making that trade. But right now, dust is still flying. We may revisit this next week when the dust settles some or as we get closer to the Stanley Cup playoffs. But you know that is going on, but the trade deadline isn't until Friday, so we're going to wait to discuss that too. So um, that brings us up to date on most of our sports except for the NFL and the um, NBA. And NBA – there is some stuff to talk about, especially, you know, perhaps LeBron James injury. Um, I know what Anthony Davis is again, injured, whatever, which I don't know exactly what LeBron's injury is. And LeBron's enough of a gamer that I think it probably is serious if he's going to be out two weeks or so, but also I am getting a little bit tired. The more I watch hockey, which this year, I've barely missed a Bruins game. Um, Like the other day, Brad Marchand got a guy's skate in behind his skate and got sliced across his ankle, went into the locker room, got stitches put in, and came right back out onto the ice Um, back in the same period. um, Was it Patrice Bergeron got a stick up right by his eye? He was bleeding, you know, got a bandage put on that right back out there, like, you know, um, Krejci got what hit with a puck, I think, in the face, and I don't even know if he missed any time. Like some of the NBA players are just, you know, Charles Barkley has been going off on them with the load management, and I am so glad that he is talking about that. You know, these guys are making, you know, forty million a year, thirty-five million a year, forty million a year, compared to your top NHL players are making about twelve. I think Connor McDavid is twelve. A couple of guys at ten or eleven. And they're out there playing every game, playing through ridiculous injuries. I mean, you've got guys who can't play two or three NBA games in a week in the midst of flying on their private jets and everything else. I don't know. Um, The NBA is soft, and that's my opinion. But – uh, if you want to speak to any of that, Chris, you may, but also I want to give you an opportunity. This is the first time you've been on since that huge Kevin Durant trade when KD got traded to your Brooklyn Nets. Uh, no, from the Brooklyn Nets to your Phoenix Suns. So go ahead. And if you want to reply to any of the things that I said, that's fine. Give your response, but also let us know what you thought about that trade.
1: First, I'll start off. I'm not going to go into it because I think it's a, it could turn to a lot longer conversation. I think load management's a good thing for the NBA. Um, might not be the best thing for the fans, but I'll just leave it at that. I'll give reasons if we want to talk about it another day.
0: Aren't the fans the NBA or the, the key behind the NBA?
1: Come on. <laughs> I mean, NBA is more... I mean, basketball is one of those things. It's fun to go to the arena, but, like, basketball is a fading away sport. Literally. I get it because they shoot a lot of fadeaways. I like it. Um, <laughs> but it's it's losing its hype. Um, I think – I don't know. Charles Barkley. I, I hate it. Anytime that guy opens his mouth, it's ridiculous. I can't stand Charles Barkley. That dude, Any anytime he says anything in regard to a certain player – it is out of spite and jealousy. The dude can't give an unbiased opinion without his feelings in it because he couldn't get it done on the Suns. He put up some great stats, but he couldn't get anything done that's worth the crap. And that's why Shaq destroys him in any argument. Um, but I think load management's a positive thing. I think if, I mean, from obviously from an owner's perspective, from a coaching perspective, if we want to see longevity, we praise LeBron for his longevity. You're going to see more longevity. You're going to see players play till they're older with load management. Obviously, there's some players that take it how, to a different How much
0: level. has LeBron load managed, though, Chris? Not a
1: lot. Not a lot in
0: his career. So you can't use all. LeBron as your, your... – but, but what,
1: but what who, will who extend – Who is the
0: king of load management? What it's will it He's yes.
1: That's why I said there's some people who take it to an extreme, and I 100% agree, and it I love it when people worked. get called out. But I'm talking about guys like – I mean, LeBron has load managed a couple times this year. I think he's earned it. The dude is I like 40.
0: Can... So I, there is a difference between a 40-year-old taking a game off and a 26-year-old not being able to play a back-to-back.
1: But that's okay. Well, then I, I agree. I mean, but that's load management. I mean, it doesn't matter how old you are. It's load management. So I guess, I guess we might load reach crap more. Management. I feel like we might be able – I feel like we're kind of in this on the same page. I agree. Kawhi Leonard's being soft. And I, I watched like, Kawhi Leonard no. in college. If load when management he SSU, means
0: you say, LeBron, you're 40, take a day off. If it, if load management is, you know, KD, you're coming back from an injury, we're not going to play you back-to-back. That's fine. But if you are below the age of right, 35 and you are completely healthy, but you can't manage to play a back-to-back.
1: Okay, I hear you. No, I, I agree. That, I can agree with that. I can agree with
0: that. Like um, to 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 do the NHL, like part of the reason I think the Bruins looked so bad last night was because they played the night before. They played the night before in Edmonton, so they played um, what's the? They played Monday night in Edmonton. They had to travel from Edmonton to Calgary and play the next night in a game where you are taking body checks. You know, on ice skates, you're fighting. You're like. And they manage to play back to backs.
1: Well, hockey players are a different breed.
0: That's fair. (laughs) Yeah, I
1: mean, okay. There's there's a reason they're known as the toughest guys in sports. It's because they are.
0: And I guess like I'm I'm okay with load management as long as we understand that the NBA is soft.
1: Oh yeah, well yeah. That's more my thing. Well, I I think it's less about the players being soft and more about the way the NBA is changes soft. Because I think mm-hmm. anyone who's flopping now is a product of the rules and a product of what's being called. I mean, it that's try like I mean, why wouldn't you try to sell a foul? That's I mean, that's that's strategy now. So that's why when everyone's like, "Oh yeah, LeBron wouldn't last in Jordan's there. I'm not getting into this debate. And they're like, "Oh yeah, he flops." He, you're right, he does, but that's a part of the game now.
0: Yeah, and you, and, and if, you're and, if you're, and if you wouldn't have if they exactly
1: had that. any any smart competitive person would and will and that's just all there is to it Um, all All i know
0: is if my toilet paper was as soft as the nba my butt would be happy but go on (laughs) with the uh the phoenix suns chris
1: oh this is such a tough one for me from a fan perspective from someone who has never been a big kevin durant fan and who has loved the Suns, even when they're drafting alex lynn with their first round pick and the lottery and <laughs> just, just bringing on all sorts of when When I used to get excited that we brought guys in like Ricky Rubio, um, <laughs> when Jalen – I thought Jalen Carter was going to be a great player as a backup point guard. That, that's where the Suns had me at. Um, so the fact that we're landing guys like Chris Paul, we're like <laughs> Kevin Durant, it's a different time to be a Suns fan. We're a big market team now. I, I feel like the Suns have elevated themselves to a big market team. Um, and that's done with play, fantastic GMing by Jones, great coaching by Monty Williams. Um, luckily, ownership is changing over because that dude was a not so great of a person. Um, but the Kevin Durant trade, as a fan, I don't like it because I love Mikhail Burgess and I love cam Johnson. and i and I think they're gonna do great things in Brooklyn. In fact, I might root for the Nets if Mikhail Burgess and cam, um Cam Johnson are playing against the Suns cuz I like those were my th- those were my guys. Those were my like two favorite players on the Suns That we got rid of them both in one trade for a player that I've been outspokenly not I didn't don't like so much. Yep. So it, 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 it stung a little bit. Um <laughs> but from a team perspective, from a franchise perspective, when you're a team that's been chasing a championship for the entire existence of your franchise and you have Chris Paul getting older, you have Devin Booker, who's in his prime. And if we don't turn the corner, you could see him leaving. DeAndre, and we just we just signed, but he's already shown some discontent with the Suns. This year, if you don't win a championship, we're back to tanking. And that's all there is to it. And we don't have the draft picks. So we went all in on getting kevin durant and does kevin durant give us the best chance to win a championship absolutely and if and if we and if we win one championship and we're terrible for the next 10 years this trade is a big win for the suns Mm. so the suns are trying to as as a franchise they're trying to capture that elusive finals they're trying to capture that championship that they haven't been able to do in their entire history so from that perspective i think it's a great trade but if it doesn't work out, and on a fan side, it, it could go down as the worst trade in NBA history. Apart from the Nets trading for Paul Pierce and Kevin Garnett, then yeah, yeah.
0: I feel like
1: mm, <laughs> that one—that one, one's, one's hard to beat. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so am am I excited? Yes. Do I love it? No. So, okay. yeah, I mean, it's not, I don't think it's a bad trade. Fair.
0: No, I think that makes sense. And I think a lot of it will be kind of indicative on, you know, how the, the season turns out. But like you said, I mean, you think about like the the Rams in football and they went all in for a championship and they won, you know, and like, yeah, things might look a little rough in the future, but they won the Super Bowl and I think they all would be okay with doing yeah. that again knowing it won the Super Bowl for them.
1: Even if your coach immediately wants to give up when it gets tough.
0: Fair. Yeah, he might belong in the NBA or something. <laughs> yeah, he wants to give up when it gets tough. Maybe he'd get traded to the Mavericks or the Suns, but I don't know. Um, just just throwing that out there.
1: I think Kyrie was... That's a whole other conversation. <laughs> with, with, with how that whole situation was handled, I can totally see why Kyrie would want to leave Brooklyn. The whole getting suspended and giving video game quests to make things right so yeah, that you can play again. Okay. Was he wrong? Yes. But I think the, at one the at, at one is point, when
0: you are wrong at every turn for long enough. That's fair. Like, that's fair. part of me, honestly, I was almost on Joe Sai's side in some of that especially the spite then of like, no, I'm not going to trade you to the Lakers because you have been absolutely toxic here. Like, oh, you be for that as, as troublesome and immature from whether it be the way that he handled some of the vaccine stuff. You know, I'm not going to say shouldn't have or should have, whatever, but the way that he handled it to even just some of the stuff like back when they were bringing in Steve Nash. And all that talk about you don't need a coach. Maybe he thought he didn't need a coach because he didn't plan on playing. I don't really know. Or, you know, you you can't play, but you can still go and have a party at a club and then have to go yeah. through all those protocols. I mean, like you look at step by step by step, everything he did before I hear that. During the anti-Semitic film and then doubling down on it and tripling down on it and refusing to like, deny any like mm-hmm. and and I, part of it too is just when i see his interviews the arrogance that just oozes out of him like he is better than everyone else and they're just you know they're just so dumb for thinking they understand him oh like one of the few times i agree with Stephen a is when Stephen a is talking about Kyrie.
1: see and like i said I don't defend Kyrie. I don't agree with the things he said, things he's done, but I can see why he would want out. I don't think he was giving up on his team. I think he was trying to get a fresh start, Mm. which was created because of him. So I'm I'm like, it's a double-edged sword.
0: And I would argue that even if he wasn't giving up on his team this time, that he kind of gave up on them in the past, and he gave up on them so many times in the past that they didn't want to sign him, and that caused problems. Mm -hmm. But- I hope Kyrie loses. Now I kind of have to root for Kevin Durant because I tend to root. I'm not like you, and I tend to root for my friends' teams unless it's Golden State. But um, <laughs> yeah, so we'll see. Now maybe that's I have not to... true.
1: Wait, which one of my friends' team do I hate against? That's not reasonable because I don't like the I don't like the Warriors. I'm with you on that.
0: Okay, that's you know, like you're. I'm pretty supportive. You root against the Buccaneers when they're playing in most games because you just like to egg Dylan on.
1: No, I love Tom Brady. I, I said they were going to win the Super Bowl at the end of the season, bro. Okay, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Was was I drastically wrong on that prediction? Yeah, I was pretty wrong. But most of us were, though.
0: Let's yeah.
1: yeah. I hate the Cowboys. Okay, um, but, <laughs> that's fair.
0: Okay, <laughs> now um, we weren't going to talk about baseball, hockey, or the NBA, and we talked about baseball, hockey, and the NBA. But now we are getting what. Everybody wants the NFL. We're going to move on to our division preview. We're going to be covering the AFC West today because that is Chris's division. Um, he is the the master of all things physical Broncos. He's the physical and... owner
1: of the AFC West.
0: Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, never mind. I'm not even going to go there. We're gonna One thing that's on. kind of funny. We're, going... We're not going to go. I think last week we went worst to first. We're not going to do that this time-ish. We're going to flip it around a little bit because I do want to be (laughs) able to finish with the Denver Broncos for Chris, but we're going to do the Raiders, the Chargers, and then we'll do the Chiefs and the Broncos.
1: So where's the first?
0: uh, If you somehow have deluded yourself into thinking (laughs) the, um, what, like seven point scoring Broncos were first.
1: like Russell Wilson just had dinner with John Elway and Joe Montana. He's learning.
0: Okay. Um, You know, did did he have (laughs) dinner with them or was he serving them dinner? Um, Because I want to Russ cook.
1: Let Russ cook. They use cooking for him.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, uh, Russ cooking. um, He he needs to go to culinary school. But maybe that's what uh, Peyton is here for. But we aren't on the Broncos yet, so hold off on that. We're going to start with the Raiders. And so coming to the Raiders, the, the hot mess that is the Raiders. Um, Chris, what, what are you looking for for them this offseason? You know, what, what are their needs? Um, what would you say about the Raiders?
1: They need a new coach. Yep, amen. Josh McDaniel's a joke. They need to bring back Josh Jacobs. Like need, 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 need to bring back Josh Jacobs. Um, there's a chance Aaron Rodgers goes there. Um, I don't think he does. I still think he fits better with the Jets. Mm-hmm. I, I still think the Jets are definitely in the running. I think that would be, I mean, I think it'd be a better destination for Roger. I just don't see Aaron Rodgers in the Raiders uniform, nope. and that might be because the Jets are green, and it just makes sense. He's still going to be in green, um, <laughs> but they need a lot. Like we we're looking at their roster before this, we we're looking at their defense. We're like, yeah, they have Max Crosby, they have Trayvon Morrig, they have Chand- Chandler Jones, wherever he is. He didn't. He wasn't there last year. Um, but but they, they need a lot. Um, so there's a lot of good pieces um, that they can add. I think a Jesse Bates, if mm. the Bengals aren't able to sign him, could be a huge veteran leader on that defense. And it, for him to play the opposite of Trayvon Morgue, that could be a very good safety pairing that both can tackle pretty well too. So they could help with run support. Um, so I think that would be a big one. Um, the Saints, uh, what's his face? Uh, Marcus Davenport, mm. um, to move to an interior lineman that could be a huge signing. I know he's an edge rusher, but I think he's one guy that you'd easily be able to move to the middle because he's a bigger edge rusher. So I think he'd be a good, versatile guy to play with. Max Crosby, um, has the ability to switch interior edge rusher. Um, but really, on defense, they need a lot. Like, <laughs> I, I don't, it's hard to point out one thing, but. They lack identity. Like, no, they don't lack like identity. There's The, the Chargers lack identity. The Raiders lack some, they lack direction, period. The, the Raiders have an identity that they need to shake off. They're a joke. Like, they're, they're a laughingstock. They can bring in all the talent and still be terrible. Um, so I just think they, they, they need direction. And I think that starts with a new coach, but they're not getting rid of Josh McDaniels. Um, which blows my mind how he's not on the hot seat, um, but that's teach throne. So I mean, we'll we'll see what happens. I mean, could the only reason I could see Aaron Rodgers going here is to play with Devontae Adams again? Yep. But I don't know if Devontae Adams wants that. Uh, I
0: don't know. After last year, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> maybe
1: they well, he, gonna... up, he still yeah. put up great numbers last year. Like we act like he had a really slow year. He was a top three receiver in the NFL. That's fair. What what was he what, what is, one of his worst seasons as far as like drop rate and like targeting? Yeah, I mean it was it was his, definitely his worst year. But as far as just sheer volume statistics, it was still a great year.
0: True. Yeah. No, I think I think you're right. I, you know, when we were looking at this, I, yeah, I was like, why why would Rogers want to go there? The the offense, I don't know that the offense is any better than in Green Bay. And if it's not better than Green Bay, why would you do that? You know, yeah. the, the offense doesn't seem much better. I mean, okay, you've got Darren Waller. He's been hurt so much, though. Um, Hunter Renfro, he has been hurt some and inconsistent. Yeah. You've got Devontae Adams. Um, I agree with you. I think they need to bring back Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs has been a key in that locker room. Plus, dude's only 25. You know, Chris, Somehow. you know, Chris told me that before we started the podcast. And I was like, what the heck? Yeah. You know, I thought he was like 28. You Same. know, he's 25. Bring back Josh Adams or Josh Jacobs. You've got Devontae Adams. But if I'm Aaron Rodgers, Green Bay's defense looks better. Oh, yeah. I honestly think Green Bay's offense might. Look better, and it's also the, the known <laughs> commodity. Um, and you don't have Josh McDaniels as your coach, so all around that's a win.
1: Well, then um, I mean, I look at that too, and I'm immediately forgetting what I was gonna say, so this is this is terrible. Well, yeah, just keep going, I'll, I'll so, bring it up. If...
0: So, I'm looking, they need a quarterback. Um, to me, one of the best quarterbacks out there right now is Derek Carr, so that's awkward. <laughs> Um, I don't know if they would look at a Jimmy Garoppolo. I think Jimmy Garoppolo to the Raiders makes a little bit of sense because, you know, you've got the McDaniels-Garoppolo connection. They know each other from their time in New England. Um, Do I think, like, do I think he's an upgrade over Derek Carr? No, but you weren't happy with Carr, so I don't really know what else to do for you. What I would consider is they've got the, what, the number seven pick in the draft. You know, so would you be able to bring in, you know, bring in a Jimmy Garoppolo and then hope that either Will Levis or Anthony Richardson drops to you at seven? Because to me, those are two of the most physically phenomenal quarterbacks. But neither of them would I want to see starting first year. 100%.
1: One hundred percent, and um, and I rem- yeah I remember what I was gonna say, uh, and I was gonna ask you this because I want some verification. Fair- do you think that with Chandler Jones contract, Max Crosby contract, Devonte Adams contract, Derek Carr cap hit, re-signing Josh Jacobs, would they have the money to even bring on Rodgers?
0: Um, if they so desire, I feel like in the NFL they can always make things work, but my thing would be in order to make it work, would you have to like get rid of some of the players that are actually your good players? Um, That would be my fear. And so I think, I think they're better off if they sign a quarterback going with someone more like Jimmy Garoppolo. And then if, um, if not Garoppolo, then maybe bringing in a, a, quarterback in the draft or even with Garoppolo, maybe bring in a quarterback in the draft. I know pretty sure Chris doesn't love Will Levis as much, but um I think Levis could be good, just probably not as a first year starter. And then Anthony Richardson has all types of you know skills, but just not the um, not the performance, not consistency. So maybe sign a a standing quarterback for a year or so and then bring in a a rookie and then you're looking at like especially if you don't re-sign Rocky Sin um I you you need more cornerbacks you need probably defensive line either a defensive end or a defensive tackle so I don't know if like if you do spend the first round pick on a quarterback if at 38, I don't know if one of those D tackles like Kalijah Kansi or Mozzie Smith, if they might still be there, or maybe an edge rusher, um, what, 38 range, maybe one of, you know, your LSU guy, BJ Ojolari, I don't know, Um, but I I look overall, you know, we've talked a lot about the Raiders, and they're awful. To me, overall, they they should not go after an Aaron Rodgers. They should go after somebody smaller, You know, try to sign a few other free agents. You know, instead of going after one big fish, sign a few quality players and then hope mm-hmm. to hit in the draft. Because I'm looking, and there are teams that we look at and we think they're a player or two away. The Raiders are half a roster away, in my yeah. opinion. They just are not, they're not that good.
1: Well, I think it's going to be telling, because to me, if they don't land Aaron, if they don't land a big time starting quarterback, um, obviously, I think they're going to pick between Geno Smith and Jimmy Garoppolo. I feel like it'll be very telling if they're playing in the draft, which one they take, because I think if they take Jimmy Garoppolo, they're possibly planning planning on levis if they take geno smith i think they're playing on anthony richardson um but just because of play styles as far as the mentorship goes geno smith's a lot more mobile than jimmy grapple ever was jimmy was a pocket passer levis kind of relies on his strong arm so as far as just play style i think that's just going to be telling because uh you're just wanting to um make sure that they can mentor them in the right area
0: no that's as, uh, it could be interesting. We'll have to watch and see. Um, I think there's a lot here. I think the Raiders, I mean, they've got a few pieces. You have, you know, no matter what, you do have Devontae Adams, but I think the Raiders are are looking pretty rough. It'll be interesting to see what they do this offseason, but now we're going to go from a team that has not that much talent to a team that seems to have quite a bit of talent. Um, we're going to go to the Los Angeles Chargers, and so Chris, this offseason, what do you see as needs for them? What would you want to see them upgrade? What, you know, what puts them into Super Bowl contender status?
1: I, I don't know. <clears throat> the, tra- the Chargers are like the only team of the NFL that I think it was it, when was it? I think it might have been in like in the late 2000s, like two thousand eight ish or 10-ish, where they had the number one offense and number one defense and managed to miss the playoffs. I mean, this is the kind of stuff we're looking at. Like, this is a very talented roster, and I don't know what it is. I don't know what they're seeing, what's happening. I mean, to me, to me, I feel like it needs to come down to the coach or J- Justin Herbert. The dude has a ton of arm talent. He's, he's great. But I'm questioning his ability to lead a team just because how have, the, how have the Chargers not been more successful? It just doesn't make sense. And to me, it's got to fall on, to me, the coach or the quarterback. Their defense has played well. Um, I mean, I could probably complete 80% of my passes in that offense because all they do is throw to Austin Eckler the entire game. Um, I, I I don't know what they need to have because I, I just feel like, like I mentioned earlier, they need identity. And I think the only free agent that, one, they can afford, and two, that could possibly, like, really make a connection for them is someone who's had a career and a leadership talent as bobby wagner i think that might be the end that also helps their not so great linebackers um i don't know i don't even know if i can name one linebacker on their team um just not a super impressive linebacking staff. so i just think bobby wagner could possibly provide a ton of help just as far as kind of like getting them to that next level and breaking that mental block
0: so drew drew tranquil is a free agent but technically listed as a linebacker is Khalil Mack um, and then Kyle Van Noy. but they do- I forgot about
1: (laughs) Mack. Yeah. But that's how quiet he was last year.
0: Yep. They do. The one thing is they do have Kenneth Murray Jr., who was a first round pick back in 2020. He's still young. Maybe he'll step up some.
1: He had a good first year, but he hasn't improved.
0: I don't disagree with you. I think um, Bobby Wagner could be a great addition. Again, it looks like they're not going to have much cap space, So I don't know how much they're looking to add. But to me, one of the big areas they need is a wide receiver. Keenan Allen spent, what, three-quarters of last season hurt? Um, And then you're working with Mike Williams, except he was hurt some. So then you've got Joshua Palmer and Jalen Guyton.
1: DeAndre Carter.
0: Yeah, DeAndre Carter. Um, But I think DeAndre Carter is a free agent this year. Oh, is he? And Guyton might be a restricted free agent, I think. But, to bring in, if you're looking at like they're sitting with the twenty first pick. So it's possible you could get a Jordan Addison, Jackson Smith, and Jigba, one of those guys at twenty one in the draft. or you know, I'd wonder, what if you convinced an Odell Beckham Jr. to sign with the other Los Angeles team? Like, would he want to go and play with Justin Herbert? I mean, I, so I think it's interesting when you're questioning Herbert, because wasn't that the knock on him at, you know, Oregon? He, he's not as much of a leader. He's not a vocal presence. He's not whatever. And then he got drafted and he did have a great rookie year. And then everybody's like, oh, see, that wasn't actually true. Oh, that but was statistic. Oh.
1: But statistically, he's had good years every year he's been in the league.
0: Yeah. But there seems to be – there's something missing on that team. Now, what I think they need most is my play call – my my time management skills from Madden. Like, <laughs> if they took – and I, I mean, honestly, it's actually kind of crazy, but I don't think I've played Madden in over a year or two. But take me like Mike McCarthy, sign me out of retirement. And just not even let me do the play calls and let, not let me do anything else, but let me be in Brandon Staley's ear, like, take a time out. You know, may, maybe hurry right now. May, maybe slow down right now. There's no reason to hurry. Wait, here's don't the throw a pass right now. Run the ball. Don't run the ball. Throw a pass. Like, I don't know, time management. You know, if they managed time better, they could have another win or two um if yeah give me give me time management skills and some way to keep players healthy and i think the chargers could have been you know probably two three games better this past season
1: but here's the thing and this is what i don't understand because i 100% agree with you the coach i mean there's some major issues coaching this year um but everyone every player that you hear from the law lo- like from the team just love him in the locker room and they think he's the guy and they put all their faith in him and I just don't get it nope <laughs> I don't yeah. understand
0: there comes a point where it's like okay something's got to give like he, they may love him and there are times I think he's not that bad of a coach but the time management stuff is just inexcusable at times um and then some of the analytics decisions kind of really rubbed me the wrong way, too, because it's like, oh, the analytics say to go for it. And it's like, yeah, but every bone in my body says kick that field goal and take the points. You know, like, where where is the gut instinct versus the analytics driven stuff? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe I'm just you know, being a crossy old man. I don't no, know.
1: No, I agree with you, man. I just uh, that that team is just so con- that team since I've watched football, since being a football fan, that team has just always been a question mark. They're like, yeah, they're good, but they're not going to do anything.
0: Yeah. And we we're, we're going to move on in a second, but could Justin Herbert become the next Philip Rivers?
1: Yes, that's that's the thing. It's this except he's a little he's more athletic and he has a lot less kids. Um <laughs> but, but yeah, I mean, I'm just it's just it's watching the Chargers, it's it's deja vu, and I don't get it. Like, they switch ownership, they move cities, same team. It's the same team. I mean, they, they have never won a Super Bowl. I don't know if they ever will. I don't know.
0: Yeah, I, I think that's a um, yeah, it's just interesting because you've got these two, like, Philip Rivers was such a great quarterback. But how different would his resume be, you know, his reputation, if he had won a Super Bowl? And will Herbert go down the same route? It's early, but you look at all the young quarterbacks, and after you know the rookie year, you would have taken Herbert over all the other rookies, right? But now, like, would you take him over Trevor Lawrence now? No, I wouldn't. I mean, granted, I may not have last year either, but many people would.
1: That wasn't the same draft, was it?
0: Herbert and Lawrence were the same draft. Right? No,
1: that was that was no Herbert was the Tua draft. Yeah, Herbert was the Tua draft because the Dolphins traded up to get Tua.
0: Hmm. Alright, maybe I am wrong. Um yeah, it was Tua. Yep. My bad. Um
1: Tua, Jalen Hurts, Justin Herbert.
0: Yeah, it was Joe Burrow. Bro, um, there
1: you go. That was the big guy. wow. I, of course, I forget the only one that I love from that draft.
0: Yeah, but I mean, I would take Jalen Hurts over Justin Herbert at this point.
1: Ooh, <laughs> I don't know if I agree with that. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm a skeptic to a to a fault. I'll admit, I'm wrong in this. Should I respect Jalen Hurts and think he's a really good quarterback? I should, but I don't.
0: That. I can. Keep
1: proving me wrong. I I I will root for you to continue to prove me wrong because I have nothing against Jalen Hurts. I actually like Jalen Hurts, I like watching him play, but there's just something about him that just the skepticism. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, he maybe his a great his, kid his eighty-six throw power in Madden kind of throws me off.
0: <laughs> okay. Um, well, we're gonna go ahead and. Move on. We're going to try to just power through, and um, we're going to move on to the Chiefs. You know, talking about eighty-six throw power. How about the opposite of that? We're going to the Chiefs. um, You know, this team seems to have a lot of needs. You know, this last season just didn't end that well for them. No, I'm kidding. Like I, I I don't know. I'm trying to look at this and even figure out what I think their needs are. Um, There are a couple, but Chris, you want to lead us all?
1: Ugh. I hate the Chiefs. Um, I don't know. I I, like the obvious answer is wide receiver, but I don't know if he does. I don't know if Patrick Mahomes needs it. I mean, he he makes things work. There's a reason he's a two-time MVP, two-time Super Bowl champ, two-time Super Bowl MVP. I mean, that dude's really good. Um, So I I don't know. One thing that I don't think they need, but could be like scary, disgusting, that is doable. Is the Chiefs bringing on Saquon Barkley? That terrifies me, because that I mean, because he's a proven like outstanding receiving back, tough running like between the tackles, like he's a complete package when it comes to running backs. And I couldn't imagine him with Patrick Mahomes and Kelsey. Like, who do you game plan? Like, what what do you do? Um yeah,
0: I think you So you're I don't think it's a, I don't run, think it's a
1: need but
0: running back but Pacheco from running has played really well don't work out but running backs from Penn State probably would so Don't but
1: talk I about Luke Pacheco Belair. like that Dude don't yeah. talk about C H. he got hurt right They didn't give him the right Look they had an unreasonably short leash on him and they never <laughs> let him like actually any, carry any the ball Any pun intended with
0: how short it is <laughs> oh. <laughs> But no, I agree. They they did C.H. wrong, but Pacheco looks pretty good. I, I agree, but honestly, I look at them and I say maybe a wide receiver because we were talking before we started the podcast, and Juju Smith-Schuster is a free agent, and there's question of whether they're going to re him, and the same with Nicole Hardman. And so if they don't re-sign Juju or Nicole their starting wide receivers will be likely Kadarius Toney, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, and either Justin Watson or Sky Moore. And I would say that doesn't seem like enough, but Juju Smith-Schuster, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, and Nicole Hardman didn't seem like enough this past year, and they worked that out. Um, also, you know, I mean, Justin Watson played pretty well, but Sky Moore was an earlier pick and and also came on some throughout the year. But one of the things I saw when I was looking at their depth chart is that they have Justin Ross. Um, Justin R- Ross was the wide receiver out of Clemson who had the neck issue and didn't play at all this year. Actually went as an undrafted free agent to the Chiefs. But he's a six foot four target that I think could be really interesting. Um, I would say if they need something wide receiver, I I think they need more of an edge rush. More of a pass rush. I feel like most of their pass rush this year came from Frank or from Chris Jones. Frank Clark just wasn't the same this year. Carlos Dunlap wasn't the same this year. And I think Karloftis has some talent, but he was a rookie. And I don't know, they're still, if their defense had a better pass rush, I think it would make up for their cornerbacks their and safeties are fine. They're not great, they're fine
1: they need to replace Juan thornhill but yes i agree
0: yeah um i i would say their their defensive backs are fine but not when their only pass rush comes from chris jones so whether it's another defensive tackle or more likely a defensive end somebody to bring in a little bit more you know pocket pressure um if not a wide receiver, and I mean, I guess obviously there's the question of will they re-sign Orlando Brown Jr. If they don't re-sign Orlando Brown Jr., tackle is a need. Yeah. But as of right now, I'm assuming, yeah, you know, which I don't even know. Maybe they won't re-sign him. But there's the possibility of that tackle position. I would say maybe wide receiver, but definitely some some edge pressure is a need for them. You know, if they if they can draft somebody, you know, obviously thirty-first pick, but draft, you know, someone who's going to get a little pressure there on the edge. Yeah, I I think that's where I would look if I were the Chiefs.
1: Yeah, I mean, and you saw them try to like the Chiefs try to work with Chris Jones. Like Chris Jones had a great season, but oh, like perfect. if if you look, they just try to switch him around too much. They put him on the edge a lot this year. And it didn't work <laughs> like he needs he needs to be able to play defensive tackle. And the, I feel like the Chiefs need that. So I agree. Defensive end could would be a huge um, position of need for them to allow Chris Jones to play where he's best. I mean, he's the best player on your defense. So you got to figure out a way to best equip him to do his thing.
0: Yep, exactly. I agree. Um, but now if we're going to talk about great players on defense, I feel like that's the best way to make the transition to our last team, the Denver Broncos, because we, we know if there's one thing that did work for them this past year, it was their defense. Um, I think they've got a few different needs, but I'm going to go ahead and let our resident Broncos expert, uh, Chris, what do you see, even as, as a fan, what do you think are the needs that the Broncos have this year.
1: I think the Broncos need more corner depth. Um, obviously. So here's the weird thing about the Broncos. You look at their defense, and it was even last. I, it was last year when we were doing the predictions. Dylan's like, "Man, they need to fix their defense." I was like, "Dylan, I agree with you just based on the roster, but the defense is not going to be the problem because our defense is considered like we. I mean, obviously, we've had Von Miller. We've had Pat. Sert- like we have Pat Sertan in the last two years. Um, We have Justin Simmons, but overall you look at our roster and you're like that defense shouldn't be that good, but they always manage to be a top five defense in the league. So to me, it's hard to look at the defense and be like, Oh yeah, you know, we need to fix here, 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 because I don't know what, I I don't know what it is. I don't, I don't understand, Um, but it doesn't matter who plays on our defense. They play great, Um, (laughs) but I would like us to, um, I would like us to keep Draymond Jones. He was he played really well um, for Denver last year. He got to the quarterback a lot, so I feel like we definitely need to re-sign Draymond Jones. I also don't think you'll need to pay him a ton either because he's not a big name player. Um, so I think if, keep DJ DJ Jones played really well to stop the run last year. Bring Draymond Jones back to um, continue to rush the quarterback. I love our edge, edge rushers, um, not on the line, but our linebackers with Nick Benito and uh, Cooper, they both played outstanding with the time that they had. Um, so, I mean, I love where Denver's defense is at. I feel like we've killed it in the fourth through sixth round in the NFL draft for the last couple years, just picking up depth at linebacker that may not be immediately seen as huge production, but when they play, they play really well. We have Caden Stearns at safety, who's looking to possibly get more playtime this year with Kareem Jackson, possibly leaving the team. Um, Justin Simmons, there was talk I don't think it's going to happen There was talk that Jesse Bates could join Justin Simmons Um, That would be a disgusting safety duo Um, Or even if you added a Jordan Poyer to play with Justin Simmons Who's Mm -hmm. a free agent, that would be really good But I think our biggest need um, Is corner depth I actually like where our O-line is They're improving, they had a rough year last year Dealt with a lot of injuries Um,
0: You you do have a number of Free agents on the O line, though, right? I think Billy Turner, Dalton Rizner, a few.
1: um
0: but, Calvin Anderson, and Cameron Fleming.
1: Billy Turner didn't play great, so I mean, Billy Turner, I, I'm not super concerned about. But I love that we have Quinn Miners. Um, I love that we have Garrett Bowles still. Um, I, most of our O line is staying intact. We're missing. We're going to be losing a few, but okay. Like, sorry, uh, don't let the door hit you on the way out. It, it's like those o where I'm like, well, that's fine. Have a good one. Hope it goes well. Because um, what I love about the O-line is, I mean, you can draft an O-line in the third through seventh round and turn out just to be a complete gem. I mean, to me, O-line is the easy, one of the easier positions to draft late in the draft. Obviously, you have your spectacular O linemen that you'll take early. Your Panay Sewells, your um, whatever's faces that the Giants took, um, Evan Neal. Neal. Yeah, Evan Neil. Um, and then I think the Panthers right tackle. Um, but I mean, you have your exceptions, but I just think O line's an easy position to fix late in the draft. So I think Denver's going to use a lot of their draft picks investing in the O line. And I think we'll be looking pretty good. Um, I, lo- I mean, not to mention, I just love the, that we got Sean Payton, and Sean Payton just like built a dream staff. Like, I love the staff he put together, offensive, defensive coordinator. I thought he did a really good job with it. Um, feels like he's working with Russell Wilson a lot. Um, Sean Payton says he wouldn't have taken the job if Russell Wilson wasn't the guy. And when you're that doesn't like, you might say, oh, yeah, well, of course he's going to say that. But with how highly demanded he was, why would he lie about that and sign with the Broncos? Like, it wouldn't make sense. So I believe genuinely he does have a lot of confidence that he can, like, make a turn and kind of bring Russ Wilson back to where he was. We'll also – Tim Patrick will also be back, which is going to be huge to have that third wide receiver that we were missing last year. Um, I did see reports Jerry Judy could be on the move. The Patriots were looking to – what they had to trade to acquire Jerry Judy. Hopefully that doesn't happen. I like Judy. made good strides at the end of the year. Um, And Javante is back. So,
0: Yeah, I think when I look, you know, yeah, your defense, again, questioning some of the, you know, will they re-sign both Draymond Jones and Deshaun Williams? Will that change any of your needs at edge? Um, But the defense is good. Um, If you can somehow get a good quarterback to be on the other side of Pat Sertan be be super happy with that. Um, to me, I'm looking, and my concern would be, depending on how many offensive linemen you lose. And like maybe just the lack of draft capital, you only have five draft picks. You've got two thirds, a fourth, a fifth, and a sixth. Um, and so when like I'm it. looking, like to me, I'd love to try to pick up maybe in you know a cornerback. Um, Maybe an additional defensive lineman, you know, some pressure there, maybe, you know, a line offensive lineman or two. And I, I'm thinking like, uh, mid to late round third down running back. You know, thinking, so thinking like a a Boston Scott type player to partner with Javante Williams.
1: Latavius Murray played really well for Denver last year.
0: I guess I'm just not super sold on him because they brought in Latavius Murray and they brought in Chase Edmonds, both kind of playing that kind of third down back role. But I don't know. I just don't, I don't know if I want that as my running back room, especially because of Javante Williams coming off such a significant injury. But if I'm talking about the biggest need for the Broncos, is, I would put it as Sean Payton and Magic. Um, yeah. Like, because there's no reason. We can be surprised the defense was as good as it was. But I there's wasn't. no reason the offense should have been as bad as it was. Agreed. Like, you've got <laughs> Russell Wilson, Jerry Judy, again, some injuries. Cortland Sutton, KJ Hamler, Greg Dulcich, Albert know, towards,
1: towards the end of the year, Russell Wilson looked. For like, the last three games, look he made good strides,
0: he looked better, but yeah, like good you, strides. you even avoided yeah. i I feel like you started to say he looked good. And then you phrased it, he made good strides.
1: well, I said that because we lost some of the games, yeah, so it's like, I, I don't care if you have a good game if you lose
0: the thing was improved Russell Wilson still may not have even been Seattle Russell Wilson, um. Yeah. And so I what I want is I want the Sean Payton who turned Taysom Hill into a quarterback.
1: Or Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah. When they went to undefeated when Drew Brees was hurt.
0: Yep. Like if he comes in and he works his magic with another short guy, Russell Wilson, I like I think this season, you know, rises or falls on how Sean Payton changes that offense.
1: And that's why we're willing to give up a first form.
0: Yep, and I think that was a good good move. I, I, I agree. There's no coach that I would trust to come in as much as Sean Payton.
1: Hundred percent agree.
0: So I guess we will guess we'll see. Um, but that will wrap up our discussion of the the AFC West for this week, and that will end our podcast as well. So if you have any thoughts on the AFC West, if you think Chris and I should. Um, you know, just go back into hibernation because we've Cake been rocks. so rough. You know, just you let us know. Um, but make sure to like, comment, share. Let us know what you are thinking. And we'll be back with some more um, NFL preview next week.